stop. Daily thoughts. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. We're back. Uh, took a month off because nothing happened. Um, and then things did happen again because that's baseball, baby. Um, <laughs> let's see. What happened in the past month that we were off, Dan? Jameson, now a Yankee. Yeah. Brett Gardner, still not a Yankee. Also Jay bad. Bruce, now a Yankee. So a lot going on. Adam Adovino, not a Yankee. Adam Adovino had his worst nightmare come true where – the Yankees said, we no longer want you and we're sending you to the Red Sox for nothing. So yeah, literal scraps. They also sent our buddy uh bus. Like they sent his cousin to the Red Sox as well. Just a fun tidbit to throw in there. Yeah. <laughs> I had this, I had the scoop before his family did, which I thought was hilarious. Um, indirect friend of the pod. Yes. Indirect friend of the pod. Um, Yeah. Jamison Tyon. How you feeling about that? Feeling pretty okay. Didn't seem like had to give up a lot for it, but. I mean, question mark of all question marks is going to come on a guy who had two Tommy John surgeries. Um, Yankees seem to have placed their starting rotation um, in the hands of two guys, Corey Kluber and now Jamison Tyon, um, who just we don't have a lot of stats in the last few years to see how this is going to roll into 2021. Um, We're hoping for the best, but he has the Garrett Cole seal of approval. So what more can we need? Everyone can uh, now point out to the fact that we did indeed get a former teammate uh, of Garrett Cole this offseason, just not the one people were somewhat inexplicably hoping for. Uh, yeah, no, the upside's there. Uh, he thinks that he's correct a lot of things. He's kind of a pitching nerd like Cole is. He says his uh, uh, windup is a little more compact now, uh, so he likes our moving a lot more. Um the upside's there. Like, all the peripherals look good. He's got a nasty fastball. Not as hard-throwing as Cole, where it, like, pumps, like, high 90s, but it's, like, a mid-90s fastball. Pretty good changeup. Pretty good uh, slider. Um, you're right. The rotation's all upside. The fun stat people did point out, too, uh, was that him, Kluber, and Severino combined to make a total of one, parentheses, Roman numeral one start last year. Um, and that was from Kluber. Is that good? Uh, no mileage on the arms. That's good. Okay. You know, yeah. Glass half full approach. Uh, they didn't throw anything last year. So they got, they got, you know, they got gas in the tank is, is how I would yeah. put it. But, uh, yeah, this is a lot of bacon on an upside thing. Um, I'm excited though. Cause I think on paper, if everything breaks the right way, which it does, um, this rotation is like upper middle of the back. I think like, I want to say, like, like if we're naming, like, top tens, it's towards, like, the middle of that, maybe, if everything breaks the right way, if people rebound. I mean, he seems pretty healthy, and as the old saying goes, it seems like pitchers seem to get better after Tommy John. So after two Tommy Johns, probably going to get a lot better. Just that's a natural conclusion you can draw from that. Um, And I will have to say, rotation-wise, like you were saying, in terms of where we fall – just a good thing that the Blue Jays didn't get Bauer because we don't have to fight with that, regardless of our own feelings on the matter. Um, I feel like we're situated pretty decently in the AL East. I think the Rays have been making some moves in the rotation that are situated yeah. themselves pretty well, but they're, again, doing Rays things and just having fire sales. Um, so I don't know if that's going to be too much of a problem. Um, just generally like- being poor. Yeah. Yeah, I do like what we've done. The East has been upgraded a bit, like outside of us. The Jays did make moves. Springer was the big one, but other than that, they didn't do much. They lost on Bauer. They did not go after Ramuto as hard, and they missed out on DJ as well. So their pitching is just kind of stuck in neutral. I think they probably run it back with Taiwan Walker if I had to take a guess, but we'll yeah. see. Um, For one night only, was a Yankee, Taiwan Walker. Yeah, just one of that string of weird tweets that we'll never forget. Um, yeah, on paper, I think we're still the best. The Pakoda projections uh, that baseball or baseball perspectives, I think, uh, released they had us at ninety seven wins, I think, for the season. Um, and then Fangrass had their own; they had us about ninety five wins. So um, we'll see how that breaks. Hopefully, that's the case. Yeah, like Boone's been averaging a hundred wins per season uh, 
for all three years. I think he's been here. Pretty yeah. decent for a guy who can't manage the bullpen. Yeah, allegedly. You know, we get allegedly. it done during the regular season, but, you know, everything doesn't mean a thing without the ring. So, you know, yeah, he won 100 games first year, 103 uh, second season, and last year, 33. I think the projections were we were on, like, track to win close to 100 games. So, like, we – yeah. He's been doing the thing. Just yeah, we're on that first or second slot in the MLB overall, definitely behind the Dodgers. Um, yeah. So we're in a good spot. We're doing all there right. Are things we're, yeah, there's things we're doing right. Like, don't act like the sky's falling just because we haven't won yet. I think it, like, just think positive. All right. Like, hope springs eternal. That's basically how we're looking at this at this point. Um, yeah, Otto, I'm going to miss that guy. Uh, Nate yeah, New Yorker. He was, and he got screwed over by one, one bad game against the Blue Jays last year. Yeah, that's all it took. That's it. Just one game in Buffalo just got absolutely shelled, and then outside of that, like, numbers were good. Uh, but he's gone to Boston, uh, frees up a nice little payroll space for us uh, to make some moves, which we did kind of do. We got yeah. signed. Yeah, signed uh, Darren O'Day. Uh, been an older ready, uh, but he's got that nice sidearm movement, and his I think he's got like a sinker slider combo that's kind of similar to Otto. Yeah, it'll be a nice change of pace. Get some soft contact with that different yeah. arm angle. Get a little different velo. Um, yeah, I think it's a good move. I like it. It's not as hard throwing as you're used to, but I mean, sometimes you kind of need that just to switch it up things up a bit. And then uh, the other deal that seems to be on the horizon, like at the time we're recording this, it seems like Justin Wilson. Uh, it's on his way back to New York, or to the Yankees at least. Um, that's pretty cool because Mets fans were like all about getting him back now because they lost out on uh, they lost out on Brad Hand and who else they lost out on? Like recently, they were in on Giants maybe. I don't even remember, but they they've been in on like a couple of relievers. And they wanted to run back with some guys, but they've been on everyone and they've been missing out a little bit. So yeah, I don't think Sandy knows that he works for a billionaire yet. Um, cause yeah. he's still treating this like the A's and the Wilpon era Mets. So, yeah, I mean, I'm actively updating Twitter. Cause like I said, we're in day three of Justin Wilson watch, which is about <laughs> two days too long. Uh, it's a reliever, like a left-handed one. I like him a lot, but like, yeah. <laughs> so we'll see how this ends up. Um, I'm sure cash is just trying to whittle down salary terms as much as he possibly can. Yeah, um, or maybe as high as he can, so he doesn't have to answer any more calls from Brett. But we'll see. Allegedly. 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 Yeah, apparently. We've gotten conflicting reports on whether or not they really have been talking to Brett Gardner or not. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's the other, that's the other uh, thing here we got to talk about. The other recent move, or? I mean, yeah, that kind of ties into it. we got Jay Bruce on a nice minor league deal. Yeah. We'll see if he gets the pop back. I'm sure – Every lefty with a little bit of power salivates over hearing the word short porch and right. Um, I kind of, I hate the notion that Jay Bruce could end up being the Aaron judges on the IL replacement. Yeah. Don't put that evil on us. I mean, um, I could see it just cause like it is, it, it would help. Cause if you get the pop back, that'd be nice. It, it's a yeah. fine fill in, but don't, uh, don't just say, like, oh, that's the only thing he's here for. Like, if anything, I think at this point in the game, he probably replaces Ford on the bench. That's what people have been saying. Yeah. So, I think it's a good move. It's a minor league deal. So, you got nothing to stress over. And it's a fun name to have on the roster. Yeah. It's a, it's a cool million dollars. All right. Like, you were supposed to have at one point, and the Mets just said, no, we're not trading him to you. And then they flipped him to Cleveland instead. Um, and I was yeah, here. I, yeah. I think it's, it's a good move on paper. Um, better lefty bat bench than – or that piece on the bench than uh, Ford because he can actually at least fake the out the corners and play first base as well. And I feel like he gives you more pop. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I, I mean, those are some moves we made recently. I like them all. Uh, how do you think you'd grade the overall offseason now? We've added uh, – DJ came back. We added Kluber and Tyone. And then some depth pieces. Uh, bullpen, we replaced Otto with O'Day and Justin Wilson, appears like. And then the bench, we got – uh, Bruce now. So what do you think you'd give the offseason? I'd say B plus. I mean, DJ was the move that we were expected to make, the move that we had to make to keep pace with everything that was going on around us, um, especially considering what the White Sox were doing and what the Blue Jays were attempting to do and ended up doing with Springer. Um, and then I think we did make positive moves 
in the starting rotation. I think Kluber and Tyon are good uh, additions. Um, Kluber on a one-year prove-it deal. And then, I mean, we're going to get Severino back, hopefully a little bit past the midway point of the season. Our so, trade, trade deadline acquisition. Yeah, that'll be a fun quote for the media at that point. But um, until we he's going to do, he's going to do to troll us, right? Like that, because he yeah. he, I think he knows at this point. <laughs> yeah, Luis Severino is our trade deadline acquisition. He's going to uh, hold for dramatic effect, but everyone else is going to groan. Yeah, I mean, it happens every year. We get one guy back from injury, but it's a guy that we should have had the entire time. Doesn't matter. Yeah. I think the rotation is looking stronger than it was. R.I.P. Tanaka. We miss him, but he looks happy over in Japan. Um, it seems Goodbye, like Prince. maybe wants to come back over to the States when he can. I don't know how much the interest is going to be in a 33, 34-year-old pitcher who doesn't have a lot of velo. Um, but we'll see what happens with that when we get to that bridge. Rip Adovino. I liked having a guy wear number zero on the Yankees. That was always fun. Cool as hell ever going to happen again um not until we suit up but yeah so uh yeah i give it a b plus i think i'm right there with you probably give it a solid b plus uh a minus territory if i really want to look at it with like rose colored glasses um we did the thing we brought dj back on like a pretty solid deal just the length was the only issue but i still don't care that much um yeah, we got him back. Uh, the rotation pieces look solid. Like on paper, I think this rotation should be not as good as the one that was projected last year when we, we were like, oh, yeah, Cole, Sevi, Pax, Tanaka, et cetera. But on paper, it looks good if everything breaks the right way. There's a lot of depth options there. Unproven, but or, or previously injured, but I think that looks good on paper. Yeah, once um, we get through spring training, we'll see how the younger pieces are looking to build for the season. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for them to come in and do their thing. Maybe one of the things that contributed to the flavor of this offseason, if you will, is how the Rays just kind of went a little fire sale with Snell. I think Cash saw that he didn't really have to not out-compete, but he didn't have to overexert himself in acquiring more pieces than he had to just to keep pace in the division. So I think that probably... He didn't have to do much. And then, like, also, he, he like, kind of called the Blue Jays, like, out on their buff, like, on their bluff. Like, he was waiting for them to blink and, like, you know, make a move, actually make a splash signing. And they did. They signed Springer, but, like, they didn't do anything else other than that. They didn't address their pitching issues yet because uh, they, they were rotation. Called the Blue Jays out on their buffalo? Is that what you said? No, I was not trying to make a buffalo oh, joke. All right. That was bad. But anyways, um. Yeah, they kind of called them out of the bluff. Like, you know, everyone was like, oh, the Blue Jays are going to be big spenders. They're going to be in on everyone. And they kept finishing second place to everything. So hopefully they keep doing that in general. <laughs> Seems like they outspent themselves on Springer with $30 million more million than the Mets were willing to spend. So I don't know where they got that money from. Yeah. Is that money they were saving for, like, what, Lindor, I guess? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Well, yeah, I guess it's the money they can spend on a new field wherever they yeah. end up playing. Listen, their lineup's good. I think it's a wash between the two of us. Like, when everything's healthy for us and when everything's healthy for them, I think the lineups are pretty even. Uh, they had a good mix of guys there. But uh, they're... pitching is still a concern for them, uh, just as much as it is for us. So, it, you know, it's us. We made more moves in the pitching department that are going to help us moving forward. Than they yeah, I, you can't knock that. They're also banking on young talent as well. So, like, and then, you know, they, they, they solve enough question marks where I don't feel too bad about them. Uh, going forward uh, and then the Rays will always lurk they're just they'll find ways to win games like their projections were like 81 wins like I think flat probably a little too low on them um, Randy Rosarino will hit 162 solo shots so yeah I mean if you listen to offense if you listen to any casual over the past like few months he's just the greatest thing since sliced bread um, yep. I saw Puig comps that guy and Puig did not age well so because the league figured him out. Are we still uh, on Puig Watch, by the way? Is he going anywhere, or are we just sitting? On I, that? I, it's got to be Miami at this point, right? Like it's probably like because we're out because we got Bruce, so it, yeah. it's got to be Miami, I think, or maybe the Giants, but it'll probably be one or the other, I think. Um, I know the Braves run on him, but they got losing it back, so it's probably not us. Um, but yeah, good off season. Well, yeah, not great, but it's what we wanted. 
Yeah, pitchers and catchers report this week. Uh, it's kind of why we're firing this back up again. Um, we're back. Let's do a little bit. Of, yeah, back like we never left. Although we did for quite a long time because pandemic. Um, yeah. But let's do a little bit of a preview. That's what we kind of wanted to touch on. Um, just quick hits. Uh, we're gonna go down the list. I first thing on the agenda was just like, who do you think the breakout player in camp this year is gonna be? I'm hoping it's going to be Debbie Garcia. I hope he solidifies himself as potential option in the rotation. Should someone go down? Um, I'm hoping he solidifies himself as a possible option. If I heard they were not, not the Yankees, but I heard a lot of media guys speculating, Oh, the Yankees should consider expanding to a six man rotation. I would like to see him solidify himself as an option for a potential six man. Um, but I saw that Boone was a little trusting of him coming out of the pen in the postseason. And I really hope that this season he kind of just takes that next step forward, gives himself some confidence and starts performing the way that he should be. So I'm looking for him to kind of outperform in spring training. I know that, I mean, this spring training this year is going to be tough because, you know, you're not playing that many games against that much different competition. You're going to have a lot more inter squads, but um, I'm kind of hoping for Garcia to come out of the woods. Yeah. I mean, I, I think you're, right on track with that a lot of people probably call you crazy they're like what are you talking about he was you know great last year i'm like the numbers were good i don't know if like he's fully there yet but like i definitely would trust him and the strong spring training would get me to uh do something oh my god i uh, got some nice breaking news during this um not yankees related but something else oh sweet i got into the i got into the class by the way oh nice yeah we'll cut this part out <laughs> we're not gonna cut it out i'm too lazy um yeah, uh, I think mine uh, would be hot prospect name in the streets, uh, Luis Medina. He, a uh, 21-year-old prospect who was pitching, I think, in the, what was it, the Winter League, I think, for uh, the Puerto Rican Winter League. Um, that dude throws straight gas and a wicked, like, curveball, I'm pretty sure, or changeup. Like, he's good. I don't know, like, when he'll be up because I don't think he's cracked past single A yet. Um but now this kid looks like he could be the real deal, like the next in like terms of a Debbie, you know, uh, Clark Schmidt type uh, come up. He, yeah, he went, the numbers aren't like overall great uh, in the Puerto Rican league. I don't know. They were in the Puerto Rican league. He made four starts, 0.54 ERA, one win, pitched 16 innings, which isn't much, obviously only allowed one run on seven hits, uh, struck out 32 guys in 16 innings. That's, Really good. Small sample size, but very good. Um, Just got to keep moving forward with it. Yeah, he hasn't cracked past Tampa yet, but I'm assuming they probably will start him off there or at uh, – probably there, actually. Yeah, he only had two starts in Tampa back in 2019. So he probably starts off there, uh, assuming minor league season goes on as planned, and then makes his way to uh, Somerset, uh, hopefully by, like, I don't know, a couple months in. So that'd be cool. Um Yeah, I think he's got all three records. I don't know if he makes a major league debut this year, but I think he turns enough heads where it's like – you know, like the Manny Benuelos, Debbie, like those guys who just have like the crazy spring trainings that you're like, oh, he's on my radar now. Like, I think he'll be that that guy this year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on the opposite end of the spectrum, who do you think is flying like under the radar? Like, who are people not hyping up enough? Like, we're not like, because I feel like everyone's giving Debbie love. I feel like people are talking about Medina now because he's getting buzzed on Twitter. But like, who, yeah. who's not getting enough love? I think my guy who's flying under the radar is Jordan Montgomery, who's already in our rotation. But I mean, this is a guy who doesn't have a lot of experience at the major league level. And he's someone that we're going to have to look at closely. Um, I think he was struggling a little bit last season. I think his ERA and FIP were a little bit different. So his FIP was a little lower than the ERA. So he was pitching a little bit better than I think the immediate surface stats were showing. Um, so, I'm kind of excited to see how this is going to turn out for him. Um, again, kind of like the Debbie thing that I was saying, looking to make the next step forward. Um, Cause I kind of think we've thrown him to the back of the rotation. I think all the focus has been on obviously Cole, the big money, and then you're focusing on Kluber and Tyon, um, the off season acquisitions, and then hopefully getting Severino back. So I think Monty has taken a far, far back seat in this rotation, especially in the way that people are looking at it. So I think he's flying under the radar in terms of what people are looking to see coming out of spring training. But I think what he does this season is going to make a big difference as that fourth or fifth day guy. Yeah, I agree. Like people forgot that Monty, like it was just one um, 
like the one postseason start last year, like against the Rays, but he was lights out. And like, yeah. other than I think like it was one bad game again, think against the it was the Phillies last year, and then maybe another one against the Rays. Like he was pretty good. Like he came back very healthy, a lot more velo. Yeah. Um, no, so, I'm big on Monty. Yeah, I'm not saying he's flying under the radar. Like this is a prospect that no one knows about, but I'm saying. Yeah. This is a guy who is going to be on our major league roster that is going to get very consistent playing time that I don't think we're looking exactly. at enough. He's not your ace, but he's the dude that's just going to be there and you're going to be like, oh, yeah, this has just been the number like four starter, number three starter for the past X amount of years. And he's just been a workhorse for the most part. Like he'll always be giving you consistent results. He's basically your, your I don't want to say like your Tanaka replacement because like, I don't know, like in terms of just like fan value, but like, yeah, the guy that just quality does the workhorse stuff that you're not expecting. Exactly. Yeah, I like that. Um, I think mine would be, uh, in terms of just, like, guys out of the pen or, like, out of options right now, uh, he's been my pet cat for, like, years. I think Lasagna finally has, like, the big spring training we're expecting. Um, All of his peripherals are good in terms of just, like, velocity and, like, spin rate and stuff like that. Like, he throws fucking gas, and his curveball's really good. So... I'm expecting him to hopefully cement a nice bullpen spot. I think he's out of options, so we can't send him back to the minors no matter what. Um, it's basically between, like, him and, like, Albert Abreu, I think, for that last, like, just rolling the bullpen. Yep. But uh, I'm like, and I think he comes forward with the big spring training, hopefully. Um, people are not talking about him enough because, you know, we, we do a decent bullpen depth. People want to talk about Chad Green. People want to talk about O'Day now. Of course, Britton and Chappy coming back, and then Justin Wilson all sticks in another spot. But, I mean, I think Lasagna as a full healthy starter gives you a very nice option back there. Um, sort of in the old, like, Batan- like the original Batanzas role. I think that's what you can do. Just the fireman that comes out of the pen. Just throws gas and a nice breaking ball. Um, as for a prospect that I think that's flying under the radar, like me personally, another guy would be Clark Schmidt. We're hyping up. Like, he was the big guy last year that was on everyone's radar. And then he didn't really get a crack at uh, getting the big league roster. He pitched like a couple games out of bullpen. Didn't look that great, but I don't think that's a role that's suited for him. Um, I don't think he's going to be better than Davey in spring training or like cements himself like in a role, but I think he he reminds everyone that like, nah, man, I'm good. Like, I know you're putting me in trade talks. Like, people wanted us, people people wanted to flip him for you know, a starter or a bat or something like that. Like, I we put him, like, we had put him in our hypothetical Castillo trade, of course, but I don't know. I think he takes this as like motivation and comes forward and puts up a big spring and maybe puts him ahead of some other guys that are, you know, being contested for, uh, for a rotation spot. Um, so yeah. Uh, segueing off that we have some camp competitions that we need to go over. So like the fifth starter spot, that's not really set in stone right now. We have Cole, Tyone, Kluber, Monty. And the fifth starter spot is like kind of up for grabs at the moment right now. Um, you assume Sevy comes back and takes a spot, and then maybe they go to a six man. But yeah, you want to preface this? You want to? Yeah, I mean, who, who do you think? I mean, once Sevy gets back, you might have to give him a little extra time off just to get the elbow back ready to go. But I mean, this fifth spot, you're looking at Domingo Herman, um, who we haven't seen in a while. Um, Debbie, as I was talking about, who we're both hoping is going to take that next step forward. Clark Schmidt. And then you got a few other options there. Um, so this is something that's going to be up for grabs in spring training. I think it's going to be a good battle. Um, I don't know who's going to end up with the spot, to be honest. Uh, I'd like to see Debbie take the next step forward because he's kind of been hailed as the next guy who's going to cement his place in the rotation. Or Pedro. Yeah, but I guess we'll see how everything breaks out once we get to pitchers and catchers in a little bit. Yeah. Do you think they're going to hold like an legit competition or is it just going to be rigged for like Herman to take a spot? Cause that's what I've heard. Like not like a big movement, but some people are just like, they're probably just going to give it to Herman. It'll probably be rigged from the start, but depending on how people perform, I bet they'll be willing to change it. So Herman has the leg up essentially. I, I would agree. Uh, yeah. I would definitely give him the, the uh, proverbial leg up there. It's funny. Cause like at the beginning of spring or beginning of uh, the winter, they were like, no, nah, he's got to earn the spot. Like, we're not really sure if he's going to be in the roster or not. And then, like, he went to the Dominican League and then put up terrible numbers in a few starts. And now they're, they're kind of just like, yeah, he's kind of back in the picture now. I'm like, but, like, why? Yeah. I don't know. They yeah. just, 
because I think it's easier for them just to give it to Herman, say it's going to Herman, and then go from there than actually have to worry about anything. That's um, fair. I mean, again, there's enough depth where we could just be like, that's fine. Like, it's totally okay. So yeah. I'm not too worried about it. But yeah, that's a, that's a big competition we really got to look out for, just who takes up that spot. I, feel, I mean, this isn't mutual exclusive to us. It just feels like every year we come in with a competition, it's probably for a starter spot. That's just how it works. Like, we have enough depth, but there's no, like, clear favorite. So, uh, the other one, <laughs> the one everyone wants to talk about, uh, catcher, um, yeah. our favorite. Think, yeah. Personally speaking, um, uh, I think Gary's pretty much locked in as a starting catcher, but like Higgy's going to make a push for like, let's platoon more. Yeah. I think maybe they give Gary, Gary's definitely going to be the starter coming out of camp, but I think maybe he has a shorter leash and then they adopt that platoon that you're talking about. Um, depending on how stats go. He was pretty hit or miss in the Winter League, if I remember correctly, from the few (laughs) highlights that I saw of him. Um, I mean, when he did make contact, it seemed like the ball was still going pretty far, so he still has that pop in there. But, again, you have questions of the mentality, the psychology behind it. You know, once a player gets those proverbial yips, you know, you don't know how they're going to perform. So I think this spring training – is going to be a nice way for Gary to ease back into it, um, maybe rev everything back up, and then hopefully return to the form that we've been accustomed to seeing him at. Who, who do you think is going to be the in the best shape of my life guy? Is it going to be him, or is it going to be like Judge or Stanton? It's always Judge. Judge is always in the best shape of his life. He's always grown another inch. He's always gotten rid of another rib. <laughs> He's doing yoga now. Did you hear? Yeah, just to get a little Judge's more flexible. Yoga guy. Because, you know, those hamstrings are always a little bit tighter when he's running around the bases. Um, let's just stay healthy one time, please. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I uh, yeah, I think it's Gary, but I think Higgy probably makes a push for a uh, platoon gig. Um, they haven't commented on whether or not he'll strictly be Cole's catcher this year. Yeah. Very curious to see if that unfolds and becomes a thing to look for. Yeah, kind of like the favorite child in the family. Just like, oh, Garrett loves me. I'm the favorite. Oh, I'm the best. It. I, I don't. I don't think it's a big deal. A lot of dudes have had personal catches before. Like, yeah, no, it's fine. But I mean, when the guy worth three hundred million plus is preferring one guy over you, I would feel a little bit upset. Like, oh, you can't handle me. Yeah, <laughs> it is kind of scary to think about. Um, yeah. Oh, AJ did that back in the day. Burnett loved pitching to Molina. People hated pitching to Posada. Like people forget that a lot. Yeah. Moose I mean, did not like pitching. They're so accustomed to having specific catchers only for knuckleball guys or guys who were throwing nasty, nasty junk that can only be caught with the largest mitt and guys who had the best hands. But I think now it's becoming a chemistry thing. Um, yeah. So I think this is something that can be developed in pitchers and catchers. So. I'm, I think so. I'm assuming that Cole's going to stay with Higgy just because he has the performance and he's probably going to be the most comfortable with it. But I mean, yeah, we'll this is true. Yeah, I'm not. I think they'll probably give Gary reps with him in spring training, isn't they? Like they'll probably give from the outset, and then like from there, like if the numbers aren't there, if the report is not there, then they'll be like, okay, like Higgy will be the guy going forward. Like you're probably going to see a lot of starts with him and Cole yeah. together, and then we'll go from there. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, personal catch is not a huge deal. Clayton Kershaw did it for years. Like, he did not like throwing to whoever the uh, – I don't think he liked throwing to Russell Martin. He usually throw to, uh, like, A.J. Ellis is, like, his big thing. Like, and Kershaw is – Kershaw. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just a mentality thing, just being on the same page. I also yeah, think it's part fine. of it had to do with – Gary had that handcuff – handcuffing uh, slider issue in the playoffs. Yeah. I think – Yeah. I mean, that probably affects the pitcher because you feel like if you throw something that's going to break a little more, you want to make sure your catcher is going to – actually be able to handle it so yeah it, it's, it's a comfort thing it's fine he didn't like it's not like cold through gary into the bus or something like that he hyped him up for the whole year it was just like yeah. i just i think at this point like you know they they never said it but i think it was just like at this point i just want Higgy to catch me or whatever so like it's fine it's not you it's me yeah all right uh, a couple of ones they're tangentially related uh so like the fourth outfielder spot um right now we got uh mike talkman the sock man our boy uh, Greg Allen, uh, another speedy outfielder they traded for, and uh, the lingering uh, specter over all of this. <laughs> yeah, Brett don't Gardner say his name. May or may not have 
been receiving phone calls from Brian Cashman will never know the truth because MLB reporters just seem to never have the correct information for anything. They um, Who this? Yeah, who this? <laughs> New phone, who this? And it's like, it's Brett. <laughs> I mean, this could be a thing where Cash tells Brett to just stay in game shape and then as we get closer to spring training, we see what happens. But, I mean further and further along we get we don't hear anything about a deal it just feels like it's not going to happen i don't think brett will go anywhere else it doesn't seem like anyone wants him nor does it seem like he wants to go anywhere he um, said he's he said he wants to keep playing he never outright said like oh i'm open to playing elsewhere he just said i want it i'm not going to retire so yeah but that's what tanaka said now he's in japan so this is true and next thing you know he's gonna be coaching at the college of charleston um yeah, or wherever he went, or no, uh, South Carolina is where he went. Uh, just go Gamecocks. Um, yeah, I don't. Plus, you have Jay Bruce now, who I mean is going to be more of a power sitting Mike Ford type of situation where you yeah. need you need a bat late in the game to drive in a run, see what he can do. Um, if he does get out of the minor league level that they seem to have placed him at value wise right now, um, but yeah, I feel like. Talkman is probably going to be the de facto number four where we're sitting right now, just based off experience, comfort level. Um, so we'll see how it goes. But I mean, yeah, you do have the specter, as you called him, just lingering <laughs> over the outfield. He's there. You say his name three times. Outfield situation, if you will. <laughs> you say his name three times, he's there. He's there in Tampa before you even know it. Yeah. I'm assuming the, at the facility, just outside the fence, waiting to be let in. Yeah, the uh, the Eric Andre let me in gift. Yeah, <laughs> that's Brett Gardner right now. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know why everyone's so down on Talkman. He played like 40 games last year, and yeah, they were bad, but it's small sample size. Like, granted, the ball is not going to be juiced, so that probably means he won't ever hit as good as 2019, probably. But I still don't think he's as bad as he was last year. He's probably just somewhere in the middle. Like, that's a solid. Yeah, like fourth outfielder, which is all you need him to be. I don't know why we need more than that. Like, if I I know the thing is like everyone gets injured, like that's definitely concerned. But I'm like I, you know, yeah. Okay, so 2019 he had 13 home runs, uh, 47 RBIs, batted 277, 361 OBP, slug 504, OPS plus of 127 in 87 games, and I was 260 at bats. The next season last year he only played 43 games, no homers, just all around terrible. Like he walked a lot, but he just couldn't make solid contact. I just, he gets on base. He doesn't run too bad. He plays relatively good defense. I don't know. Like that's what you want out of a fourth outfielder. I get kids with the Yankees. Like you're always expecting an injury. So like your fourth out- outfielder has to be as good as like your third outfielder, I guess, or, you know, just like a starting caliber. But I just, yeah, I, I don't get it. I, he had 3.8 war two seasons ago when we had that full, the full year. I just, I think the problem is last year it kind of felt like a fluke. It felt like if a guy couldn't get going, he just never got going. Um, yeah. I mean, you had a guy like Walker Bueller, you know, not same position, but he just didn't get going in the regular season, had a little bit of an injury problem. But then once it hit the playoffs, he showed his true potential. So I just think we had a little bit of an issue with guys not being able to get themselves going in the shortened season revamped up with spring training. So I think this year is a new look and I think this spring training will be a good indicator of where these guys are at. Yeah. Um, you know, assuming we play like a full, you know, let's say like a hundred times games. Like I know it's they're on page one sixty two. Let's say things happen. Like if we play full hundred games, this will give you a better look of like what he is. I think he's from somewhere firmly in the middle between the 2019 and his 2020. Um, yeah, he's fine as your fourth outfielder. We're not anti Brock Gardner's thing. It's just like for the price that like p- these left-handed outfielders are going for this offseason. Like Kyle Schwarber somehow got ten million dollars. Like he got outbid above like what his projected arbitration was. But then again, the Nats just don't care about spending money, which is good for them. But Jock Peterson got seven mil. Eddie Rosario, I'm pretty sure, got like eight mil as well. So like they, these guys are getting paid like you know not anything backbreaking, but it's like if they want to stay below that luxury tax threshold, which like obviously we're in favor, of just like just go over it. Who cares? It's like, but also just don't do it for a guy who's just going to be your fourth outfielder. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. I mean, Brett Gardner's name will be there the entire year, regardless of what happens. I mean, either he'll be on the team and we'll see how he's performing or he won't be on the team 
And when Talkman strikes out, you're going to have every Gabagool Thurman Munson fan in the replies asking where Guardy is because he, he, knows how to win because he has a ring. So we should have brought back, brought back Brett Gardner. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to be in our mentions just telling us like, why are you so anti Gardner? We're not, we like Guardy, but it's just, I don't know if you really need him back that much. Every blog is like, so like Yankee Twitter, like blogs are just so down on him. It's in, or down on talking. Sorry. But yeah. Also I've been seeing a lot of discourse that Yankee fans in general hate Brett Gardner and we don't appreciate him. We do appreciate him because he did a lot for the franchise and he does have that ring and he provides a lot of value, but he provided the value in the past and he currently doesn't have as much of that value now. So he's not. But Dan, did you, did you realize he went on a tear coming into like coming out of September into the playoffs? Like, yeah. I, like he. Oh, Oh baby. Well now I'm convinced. Yeah. I don't know. People were like, oh, they put his playoff performance. Like, yeah, no, he was good. But I'm like, he still didn't provide like too, too much. Like, I don't think he affected the outcomes of games, like, as opposed to, you know, like Stanton, let's say. Like, that's an apt comparison because he's always filling in for Stanton, I think, at this point. It's like he didn't, yeah. he didn't take over games. I don't know. Um, and then I guess, like, kind of off that, too, it's just like the bench spot. Um, I think it comes down to like Ford, Miggy, or um, Bruce at this point because your outfield is, your bench is looking like Higgy, of course. Tyler Wade, which how the hell do we not find an upgrade for that guy at all? Hey, we got we got other things to focus on in the offseason, like DJ LeMay who what, for about three to four months. What dirt does he have on Brian Cashman that he needs to make the roster every year? <laughs> I like Wade. I think he can finally do something, but like I keep hoping on it, and it's kind of like the whole Greg Bird hopelessness where people were like, This is the year. Like Hey, don't badmouth Greg Bird. He is about to go off at Coors Field. I'm here for the like we tweeted out, but I'm here for the Birdman hitting just a billion dingers. In like course. our our fantasies about Gary Sanchez at Coors Field are about to be fulfilled by Greg Bird hitting bombs to right field there. Big time. They thought First they you know the camp, then disregard this entire segment. Yeah, disavow. We uh we retra- we have the right to retract any statements uh, legally binding by law. Uh, Dan, make sure you fill the paperwork on that. Um. Okay good um no yeah i'm excited for greg bird there uh as the nice as the as the heir to todd helton all right yeah. just getting that out of the way but um yeah so That's it looks right, like hey, yeah. what uh i mean the problem with the bench spot i would say andrew hard the eternal trade piece the eternal man on the block <laughs> don't know if he's going to be yankee at any point at any point in the season um I, i'm assuming he I will thought... because it doesn't seem like he's ever going to get traded no, it does not. I thought he was gone in the Tyone deal, and he wasn't. And then they were like Castillo, and I was like, nope, that's not happening either. So, yeah, um, it seems yeah. like he's here to stay, barring some deal for a starting pitcher that we can't foresee because Castillo doesn't seem like it's going to happen because they want Glaber. Um, so that I think happened. I think he's here. Um, he would be a, if he figures it out as the former runner-up for Rookie of the Year, if I remember correctly, since it's been a while. Um, he was. It he would placed. be a nice piece to have on the bench. Yeah, he did place behind Shohei and above Glaber. People forget that that year. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, I love Miggy. Um, yes, yeah, so the bench is Higgy, uh, Tyler Wade, and then probably Talkman. And then the last bench spot probably goes to one of, like, Ford, Miggy, Greg Allen, or Jay Bruce, I think. Um Maggie's got the highest upside on all of them. You're probably going to see him a lot during spring training, actually, because I think uh, Urshel is not 100% yet from the elbow uh, spur surgery. So, like, we're probably going to see a healthy amount of – like, he's, he's good to go, I think, for the regular season, what they said. But we're probably going to see, like, a healthy amount of, uh, of Miggy at third base, which get ready for that range. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what he's done. He hit pretty well, I'm pretty sure, in Winter League. Let me check up his numbers real quick. But uh, – yeah, I mean, the alternative Ford, I don't know. What do you think? Tough. Ford I mean, it seems like Ford. Jay Bruce, Mike Ford, kind of the same human being, if we're being honest, just large white men hitting the ball pretty far. <laughs> um, so I guess we'll see out of camp if Bruce is able to reclaim some of that pop, some of that ability at the major league level. Um, yeah. I do like Ford, though, because it – it is really fun on social media when he connects with one. Um, the the Babe Ruth comparison from yes. Rod. What a graphic. <laughs> <laughs> Babe, 
big-bodied left-handed hitter at Yankee Stadium, Babe Ruth, Mike Ford. Those are the only two that have ever been there. And yeah, no, we just conveniently left out the Jambino, but all right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I I think if it's going to be one of the lefty hitters, it probably ends up being uh, Bruce. Because you, like I said, I left the up the bench because our lineup is predominantly right-handed, of course, outside of Aaron Hicks. Um, yeah, I, he gives you more pop. He could fake. The, he doesn't play the outfield well, but he can at least fake some defense and right and left. Um, yeah, I mean, you think you're really going to need him for about one to three innings if he does get in in the outfield. Yeah. So hopefully at that time we're in deep enough in the pen where we're not letting the ball get to him, for lack of a better mm-hmm. term, with Britton, Chapman, et cetera. Um, so hopefully it won't be that big of a deal. Yeah, true. Like, I don't think that it should be um... – that big of a deal um and then who else is the other side greg allen of course we talked about i think he's probably just like minor league depth if you can get him past waivers or they just cut him in the in the offseason and they cut him uh, sometimes spring training depends on how his spring looks um we have options is what we're saying yeah there's a lot of depth pieces it's just it's gonna be one of those things it's like who hits the best in spring training like who looks you know just overall good so just keep an eye out for those guys in general um Wade is the only guy that covers like all, you know, three infield spots that matter outside of first, and then he can fake the outfield at least. So, would be nice to see like if maybe he can be that guy who could handle third base better than he has in the past and can play some first and maybe fake left and right. Uh, it's asking for a lot for a guy who can't field, um, but we'll see. I'm hoping it's him. If not, expect Jay Bruce or Brett Gardner, I guess. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Well, yeah. always an option. Oh, oh yeah. truly gone. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he didn't hit too poorly. He uh, in ten games in the winter league. Uh, no home runs, unfortunately, but batted three hundred through thirty OBP, slugged four hundred, uh, four doubles. Yeah, he was all right. He had a pretty solid, uh, solid uh, winter league showing. He played uh, mostly left and third. Um, so that's a thing to watch for. Um. Yeah, we'll see how he looks. Hopefully he's good. If not, I mean, just trade him, please. Like, it's, it's not a knock on him. It's just like, why? Like, yeah. what? what's the point? Like, he, cha- he changed his agent to literally say, like, hey, either play me or, um, like, I want out. Like, yeah. Obviously, he doesn't have a lot of leverage, but just, come on. We got to make a ruling here. Uh, yeah, that's uh, basically a little recap, a re- uh, preview that we have for spring training. Coming around the corner, pitch and catchers on Wednesday, right, Wednesday? Yeah, it's coming up. Can't wait. Yeah, man. I'm ready. Baseball is here. I after fired up. <laughs> Can't you tell from the yeah. tone in our voice? Uh, no, we're religion excited. Uh, football season crushed our hopes and dreams. Yeah, um, as it always does. Yeah, as did yeah. Dan's still looking for a quarterback. I'm looking for my quarterback to get signed. So we're having fun. So much fun. Baseball, baby. Baseball. Catch the fever. Um, yeah. Let's go and new mind the gap. Yeah. Got a nice spring training related one. Time for the fun segment, mind the gap. So our debate today, not really a debate, more of a kind of pick or choose. Uh, Going back to the old early aughts days, um, one of my earliest memories of Yankee baseball was when Billy Crystal was invited to spring training and they put him in a game for some reason. And it was really weird. Yeah, uh, that's a fever dream from 2006, I think. We're, like, 10 years old at this point. And, like, I just remember turning on, like, coming back from school, turn on Yes Network, and it's like, yeah, Billy Crystal about to have his first A-B. It's like, huh? It didn't make sense to me then. And I believe he fouled the ball off, and they interviewed the pitcher afterwards. He's like, yeah, I'm just throwing, like, 80-mile-an-hour changeups down the middle. Like, I'm not going to hit Billy Crystal. Yeah. <laughs> but in the same vein we wanted to discuss who would we invite to spring training. So we both picked an athlete who we think would perform decently well if you slotted them into a position in the field and then kind of a fun celebrity one that we would want to see. Um, Yeah. Celebrity could be anybody. It doesn't have to just be a Yankees fan. Like we we picked anybody. Um, We did stay away from Tim Tebow, a classic New York Met legend because he is under contract and Kyler Murray because he is with the 
Oakland A's. So technically, they got his rights. Yeah, yeah. We, we took we, we were like, we're not making a we're not making an actual trade for these guys. Is this a thing? Uh, yeah, we're not getting that deep into it. We're just having fun. Yeah, we're having fun for once. Uh, yeah, so. So you can start it off here because you seem pretty happy with your picks. Yeah, I like it. Uh, so my series pick was uh, famous James Winston uh, standing down in a corner in New Orleans. Um, dude, James was like kind of a decent pitching prospect back in his FSU days. Uh, guy could throw like pretty decent gas with a nice change, allegedly. Um, was a closer, I'm pretty sure, for uh, Florida State's baseball team. Pitching um, right? Didn't he pitch against the Yankees in an exhibition? I, I think you're right. I that feels like a image that I've seen. Let me look this up real quick. Uh, James Winston versus the Yankees. Yeah, it definitely see. feels correct. Yeah, he did. Oh my god. I mean, where are the images? Wow. Yeah, he did. There's a picture of him with him, Jeter and Posada. Oh my god. Yeah, we got to tweet that one out. Um. All right, that'll be yeah. the, uh, the image that we tweet out when we get the pod link up. Yeah, it's him and – wow. <laughs> what the heck? This is so crazy. Yeah, no, he did play against – I think there's YouTube footage too. If we could find that and make it, like, cannot look too bad, um, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, no, so he did pitch against the Yankees in spring training. I think he hit against him too. Um, yeah, James used to touch, like, mid-90s with the fastball. Football career hasn't taken off yet, although I'm hoping he wins the Saints job uh, with Drew Brees retiring. Personally speaking, because he prepared the Bucks to win the Super Bowl, he was just a year too early. Yeah, it, you know, Bruce did not give him a fair shake. That is what it is, you know. But it, he'll be back better than ever. Taysom Hill's not the answer. It's James Winston um, down in New Orleans, and I was talking football. Um, for my celebrity uh, option, just the fun one, uh, Queens legend, uh, Action Bronson, baby, uh, diehard Yankee fan known for just slipping random sports references into his lyrics. Uh, apparently was a mean athlete back in the, his younger days out in the, the beloved borough. Um, he's like, I've seen footage of him taking hacks in a batting cage. I'm pretty sure it was like during like one of his shows that he's done. Um, he's pitched, he's played in CC's like celebrity softball game that he does for charity. Uh, I would love to see him. He said he, I think I'm pretty sure he said he was like a shortstop back in the day. Like he, he like in his younger days, like that dude, I mean, he slimmed down now, actually. He's lost, I think like close to 200 pounds um, during quarantine, which is, yeah, dude, he's on this crazy workout regimen, but I love action. His raps are great. Uh, as he would, would say, he's the young Randy Velarde. So uh, it's a deep cut for all of you guys who, you know, know your random nineties uh, baseball players. Uh, but yeah, I would love to see him get a fair shot as a utility player for the Yankees or just, you know, shift everyone over a little bit. We'll have, you know, just Luke Voigt move to the bench and just put Action Bronson in at short. Goes Jeter, Didi, Bronson. Yeah. The legends. The legends. What about you? Hit me. All right. Uh, first, as of 10 minutes ago, Andy Martino tweeted out, expecting Yankees and Justin Wilson deal to get done. So we are moving a little bit further. Again, day three of Wilson talks. Bullpen, um, uber important. We keep, we keep saying this. I mean, like we had the Heyman tweet this morning too, where it was just like, yeah, no, we're we're uh, we're getting there. But again, reporters know nothing, so no, they don't. A deal's happening, unless something else happens. In case it's not happening, so expected, but also expected, unexpected. What's really important? My picks for imaginary celebrities and athletes ending up at Yankees spring training. My athlete, um, I was going back and forth. I was considering putting old 43-year-old Tom Brady behind the dish to push Gary back into his old form. Um, He's an athlete, you know. He is an athlete, former Montreal Expos great Tom Brady. But I did settle upon putting Patrick Mahomes into a middle infield slot. Um, I just can't get over those diving throws he made. You know, the footwork is impeccable. And yet, despite all of that, he just manages to put the ball on his target every time. So I think having someone with that kind of fielding experience is great. I mean, you're not going to get a lot of power, I think, if you have Mahomes up at the dish. But I think he's seems like a slap hitter to me. Um, and I do think, you think that his it's a great asset to his, have at camp. Absolutely, I'm pretty sure he could just donate some of his salary too to help cash pay for some free agents. Oh yeah, we could finally get some some Mets money working into our system, which would be great. We could oh, being a poverty franchise. This conflict of interest because he technically owns a stake in the Royals. Is that? <laughs> <That's true. laughs> I didn't consider this going into it. 
neither did I. I forgot that he's a minority owner of the Royals, yeah. which is just like a wild thing to think about. The man is 25. Yeah, I guess when you're so halfway played. to a billion dollars before 30, you can just do whatever you want. There's fun coupons. Um, yeah. you, think he's ra- you think his range is better than Jeter's? Yes or no? Yes. Uh, well, that's not too difficult, but I would say yes. I think the way that he was moving, getting out of the way of the defenders in the Super Bowl proves that he could get to any ball that he needs to. He was noted for being at the right place at the right time because he simply just could not move to his left. <laughs> etch it on etch it on that Hall of Fame flag that's coming from Jeets. Uh, <laughs> all right, who's your celebrity funny option? I am envisioning this to be more of a coach. Um Dave obviously went with Action Bronson sliding in at short, but I'm picking Bar Rescue great John Taffer to coach the New York Yankees. I need his hard-nosed Queens. We both got Queens boys. Well, technically he's from Great Neck, but every time John Taffer is going into New York for a rescue, he says he's from the area, so it doesn't matter. I need John Taffer's hard-nosed attitude doesn't take any shit from anyone to get into camp and just start pointing fingers and yelling at people, yelling at prospects, yelling at Gary, yelling at judge, starting doing more yoga. That's what right I know. It's going to say that man in pinstripes. Cause I, I also need that image in my life. And that's where I'm going with that for spring training. Taking John Taffer over USC legend, Aaron Boone. I respect it actually. Yeah. <laughs> He's got to fight on the limit of the day. Um, Listen, if, that... if Chris Berman can be the imaginary coach at spring training for the San Francisco Giants, I think John Taffer could handle the New York Yankees. God, why do all these spring training cameos feel like fever dreams? That happened. I'm trying to – Garth Brooks did Mets spring training, I think, as a player. Yes. I don't, I don't think he got in a game. I think the Yankees were the only ones crazy enough to put Billy Crystal into a game. Well, no, I mean, Will Ferrell did do that stunt where he did like nine games in nine days or ten games in a day. Yep, it's kind of in and out. I'm leaving this part in. <laughs> I'm leaving this in. Crystal's What's up? You cut out. Oh, no, I was saying that the Will Ferrell one's for charity, but Billy Crystal was just for Billy Crystal. It was his birthday. He was turning 60. That's why he wore 60 on the back of his jersey. Oh, God. <laughs> I aspire to be that famous one day, like as a Yankees fan. Like, I just want to be the guy who, like, uh, he's turning 50, so let him show up to spring training and have his fun. I mean, that's a hell of a fantasy camp when you're just sliding in next to Jeets. So, I think he was batting above him. He batted leadoff that day, I think. God. <laughs> like, that happened. That You're right, though. I forgot the Will Ferrell thing was for charity. But there's been some random, like, spring training cameos. I was looking up a couple of them before. Let's. Let's do a little bit of a deep dive here. There's been some questionable uh, celebrity cameos. Garth Brooks was a big one, of course. Kevin Costner made one. Not for the O's, by the way. Oh. Not, not, yeah. I mean, I was hoping I was it was... Kevin Costner is banned from all premises of the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, for alleged reasons. <laughs> I'm buying in that, that theory. No, it was for the, the Cleveland baseball team. Um, I don't know. He, he was. He did some BP for the uh, the for Cleveland back in like 2013, and he played for a Mariners Class A affiliate in 2002. What the hell is happening in baseball? He had three at bats. I guess this is why we retracted a lot of the minor league teams. Just we had so many available positions that celebrities were just starting to slot in. Yeah, when you people want to argue that we need the minors to grow the sport, I'm like, they, not when you have gimmicks like this. No, no. No, nope. I don't want to. The, the the fun things are like th- these are fun things. It's just like you know, this is also just like we're like you know, the 69th round prospect Mike Piazza Jr. is making his major league de- or ma- making his minor league debut to crack a shot at the Tampa Bay, uh, you know, Tampa Bay Expos uh, major league team. Like I don't, I don't need this. Uh, Tom Selleck, back in 1991. This was like before like these like more more notable ones. Or people would actually figure out that this happened. They would have to find it on the news or the newspaper. Yo, okay. Garth Brooks. <laughs> wow. All right. He's done a few of these. Why? In 1998 and 1999, the Padres invited him back twice. I guess he was that good. 
The Mets had him in 2000, and then the Royals brought him in 2004. What is he doing? Do you think he's, like, I, doing concerts for the players? I don't – I need to know. Do you, taking he actually got a hit. He got a hit. He went one for 20 – yeah, he went one for 22. One for 22. He's this man somehow managed to get 22 at-bats for San Diego in those two spring trainings. Was it an inner squad or was it against another? <laughs> I think it was against another team. Let me see. Brooks is two for – wait, he went two for 42 in total games? I'm scared. What? All right, baseball. He hit off Mike – oh, my God. He hit off Mike Myers, you know, the, the submarine lefty. I was just talking about him. I missed that guy. What the hell? What in the world? Yeah, and he went 0 for 17 with four walks somehow for new, for the Mets. Guy's got a hell of an eye. Yeah, and then listen, I mean, not to you know say anything, but 98 Padres made the World Series, 2000 Mets made the World Series, so I don't know. Maybe we should get Garth Brooks into camp. What's he up to these days? Yeah, probably, probably nothing, right? Yeah, um, Tom, Tom uh, noted uh, Hall of Fame stand uh, Tom Verducci, who lives and dies by the uh, the quota that is the baseball hall. Uh, spent five days with the Blue Jays in spring training 2005. I remember the make cover a... at Sports Illustrated. He got his own baseball card. Good for him. I don't know. Yeah, uh, we could, we could, we hold true the ideals of the Baseball Hall of Fame, but we can make a mockery of the sport by just demanding to play in spring training. That's all right, Tom. Nice hey, man. Museums are more important than the game. Steroids, bad. Racist, not so bad. Playing baseball as a joke in spring training, good for the game. Pretty fun. Gotcha. That's where we stand on Tom Verducci. Um, yeah, no, there's been some like spring training. Spring training is a fun time. I would, uh, I would love to see. Uh, I would love to see any of these games. We, we also thought Young Sheldon too is a is a, <laughs> is a possible option for the kids. You know, when they're showing spring training games on Nick, we need we need to identify with the young kids. Get them out there playing the little league. Yeah. <laughs> Oh but I mean, God. if I was a coach for the opposing team, I would tell him to throw inside. Oh, 100%. You're going to break that kid's ribs. <laughs> Nine times out of ten. Yeah. I mean, God, there's no way they put a game on Nickelodeon for baseball. Things on C-SPAN at most. God. I mean, we're lucky we have our own network. Yeah. At least we broadcast games on there, unlike uh, NHL Network. Uh, <laughs> hey, I mean, the NHL Network is beholden to NBC Sports, which is no longer going to be a network, so... At least we got that. Want, I can't wait to sandwich in uh, a nice Premier League game between a uh, rerun of Bones and then another Fast and Furious uh, marathon. Hey, Peacock is the future of sports. <laughs> and from the same network that gives you reruns of Burn Notice. <laughs> God, you're going to have to pay bring, for the full office package just to get all the NHL games. I, I would know if you guys, I would do that, actually. That's the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, uh, spring training coming on the pipe. Get ready, everyone. We'll be back. Baby. Oh, also, fans potentially back in the stadium this summer. We Cuomo said 10% capacity, right? Of uh, of yeah, stadiums. I might, uh, I mean, I'm not in New York yet, but if I am back, I might wait a little bit longer for more people to get vaccinated before I go. Um, I would be on, I'm on the same page, yeah. Like, I want to go back like so yeah. bad, so. Depending on how things break a certain way, we're not, this isn't like, don't hold us to this, but like, you'll probably see boots on the ground, at least if things go a certain way. Like, let's say we do get the vaccine and people are feeling a little better. Yeah. Numbers are relatively good. But yeah, I mean, if that's, fans are there. Are we going to see fans? Do we know if fans are going to be at spring training or is it all closed off? I think it depends on the, I I think there are fans in the stands because they had released the schedule and I think they were talking about tickets. Um, okay. It's a limited capacity, of course, but it's also but it Florida. Florida. So, so yeah, people were like, depends on the county in Florida went up, and I'm like, it's it's all relative. Florida. So I think they'll it's be, all the same. Yeah, it's all the same. Arizona, I know I'm pretty sure is gonna have fans. I think like maybe a couple of ballparks weren't or weren't planning on it, but for the most part, there'll be fans. It's pretty training. So that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we're scheduled to play like the same three teams. It's like Tigers, Phillies, and like Jays, I think, are like the only teams we're playing in spring because uh, they're doing bubbles within the bubble itself. Yeah. So Trying your sure. best. Yeah. Seeing the Jays a lot will be definitely beneficial, I think, for both sides. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Um, yeah. Spring training coming down the pipe. Hopefully, uh, fans are allowed back to games. 
love to get out to a few games this summer, uh, depending on how things are. Uh, sure beats a weekend in Fire Island, personally speaking. So, yeah, catch me at stands. This is stands. Yeah, baby. God. We gotta pump that place back up. We gotta rise from the ashes. If you could survive a night at stands, you can survive anything. Yeah, it's true. That place was that that place post uh, like a uh, 2018 wild card would have been ground zero for uh, the pandemic. To be completely honest. That's how it works. But uh, yeah, we'll uh, talk to you guys soon. Hopefully, maybe back in a couple of weeks with uh, some more stuff. Maybe some spring training recaps. Um, anything that comes down the pipe. I don't think there's anything too major coming up or like any rumors, but you never know. The cash man's doing some things. We'll do a Brett Garner reunion episode, maybe. Yeah. Reminisce on some old times. Yeah, reminisce. Come back with us on the way back machine as we talk about the 2009 World Series. Remember that one time we won? That was a good time. We had cognitive function for that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. See you later. See ya. That's it. I'm not going to be able to do that.